In his second letter to Timothy, the Apostle Paul writes these words, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing and by his kingdom, preach the word. Be urgent, in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, and exhort. Be unfailing in patience and in teaching. This is In Season and Out of Season, a Bible teaching ministry with Father Tom DiLorenzo. Good day, it's Father Tom, and I'm glad to be with you today. Do you know that Easter has 50 days until Pentecost? Lent has only 40 days. Easter has 50 days. And the first eight days is called the octave, that it's still Easter. It's still time of the resurrection. This is real. This is real. The power of God working through Jesus, who rose from the dead, who was pierced for our sins, who rose from the dead, and who gave us new life in the power of the Spirit. Do you know that today, that you have been rescued by the death and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ? I'm reading from John 20, verse 19. When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, Resurrection Day, and the doors of the house where the disciples had met, they were locked for fear of the Jews. They were afraid they might be next to the apostles. Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. And after he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. I, you know, that's what we all need. We need resurrection peace. Resurrection peace for you and for me. This is what God gives us. Peace be with you. Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. The first one that was sent was Mary Magdalene an apostle to the apostles. Now Jesus calls the apostles uh, to be sent. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive sins of any man, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any man, they are retained. This is the sacrament of penance that the Bible talks about, that we hear the sins of people, the priest or the bishop, and we have the power to forgive because of a resurrection, because of the death and resurrection. It is the ministry of the church to forgive and to retain, but we don't usually retain sins. We forgive them because Jesus on the cross said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. I received a call today from someone that I told last week that confessions were on a Saturday. And he called me back and he said, I went to confession after a long time. And when it was finished, I felt this power going through me, like electricity. I said, that's the Holy Spirit. He says, I know, I'm changed. God changed me through this sacrament. That's wonderful. That's what was told to me this morning. Wonderful Jesus, risen from the dead. Verse 24, But Thomas, who was called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them. 
when Jesus came. So the other disciples told Thomas, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands and put my finger in the mark of the nails and my hand in his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were again in the house and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were shut, Jesus came and stood among them through the doors. He doesn't need to open the doors. He's the risen Savior. And he said, peace be with you. He keeps on telling us peace. We need that peace. The peace of Jesus crucified and raised from the dead. We need that peace. There is no peace in the world. The world is filled with confusion. We need the peace of Jesus Christ the peace of the death and resurrection of the Lord. That's what we need. Thomas was with them. Although the doors were shut, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands. Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Do not doubt but believe. Thomas answered him, my Lord and my God. That's who Jesus is. He's Lord and God. The Jehovah Witnesses say that's not what he means. That's exactly what he means. My Lord and my God. Jesus said to Thomas, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have come to believe. Thomas put his hand in the side of Christ. He touched the sacred heart of the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, modern theologians, uh, some of them are saying, it wasn't a physical resurrection. It was a spiritual resurrection. That's a lie. That's a lie. Jesus rose. Touch my nail prints. Put your hand in my side. That's not only spiritual. That's the risen Lord, risen from the dead with the risen body. But we don't, these theologians don't know A from Z. They think that they're so smart. Now we continue. The purpose of the book of John. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But listen to this. But these are written so that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that through believing you may have life in his name. Why do we tell people to read the Gospel of John first? I'll tell you why. This has been written, John's Gospel, so that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of the living God and that through believing you may have life in his name. Do you believe today? I believe that he's the resurrection and the life. I believe he came to call sinners. I believe he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. I believe in Jesus. I believe that he heals people through the power of the Holy Spirit. 
I believe. I've never seen the risen Lord, but I have experienced the risen Lord. Thanks be to God. I will never forget the time when I was in Methuen and I experienced the risen Lord so powerfully, so powerfully in my being. I knew that I knew. I said to him, Lord, I will never doubt again. Well, that wasn't true. I have doubted, but every time I've doubted, you know what? He's shown me that he's real. He's alive. He's been raised from the dead. We're looking at the 21st chapter of St. John. After these things, Jesus showed himself again to the, to the disciples by the Sea of Tiberias, the Sea of Galilee, same thing. And he showed himself in this way. Gathered there together were Simon Peter, Thomas, called the twin. Are you a twin of Thomas? He did not believe until he felt the wounds. Are you his twin? No, you don't want to be his twin in unbelief. You want to be his twin in belief that said, My Lord and my God. Who else was there? Nathaniel of Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two others of his disciples. Simon Peter said to them, I am going fishing. Now this is very interesting. He called them from their boats to follow him. But Simon Peter was saying, waiting for this risen Savior is too much. I'm going to do something I know how to do. I'm going to go fishing. And we know he doesn't even know how to fish without Jesus. Something familiar. I'm going fishing. I wonder where Simon Peter rented the boats because they left their boats to follow Jesus. This is real. They must have gone to a renting of the boats. They said to him, we will go with you. They went out and got into the boat. But that night, they caught nothing. <laughs> it's usual. Without Jesus, you don't catch fish. Without Jesus, nothing happens. You might say, nothing happens to me. Are you without Jesus? Is he in your heart? If he's in your heart, something's going to happen. This is real. This is real. Just at daybreak, they were fishing all night. Jesus stood on the beach, but the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. He has the risen body, so he looks different. Jesus said to them, Children, you have no fish, have you? He knew they had no fish. It's kind of a joke. They answered him, No. He said to them, Cast the net to the right side of the boat, and you will find some. So they cast it. Now they were not able to haul it in because there were so many fish that the disciples, disciple whom Jesus loved, John, said to Peter, It is the Lord. When Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on some clothes. He was naked and jumped into the sea. This is amazing. This is the risen Lord. 
Have you caught any fish? He knew they had not caught any fish. He made sure of that. But let's continue. But the other disciple came in the boat, dragging the net full of fish, for they were not far from the land, only about a hundred yards off. When they had gone ashore, they saw a charcoal fire there with fish on it and bread. Jesus going to feed them breakfast. Jesus said to them, Bring some of the fish that you have caught. So Simon Peter went aboard and hauled the net ashore full of large fish, a hundred and fifty-three. A hundred and fifty-three. And the, and though there were so many, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, Come and have breakfast. This is the risen Lord who has gone to heaven and comes back and is still the servant. He washed their feet. Now he feeds them breakfast. This is the servant risen Lord. And he calls us to be servants of people. The man who called me today with the miracle of confession thanked me very much. He said, I got the right priest, but all the priests would have said that. But that's okay, I didn't have to correct him. He said, you told me to go to confession on Saturday. I did, and I had a miracle. Jesus said, come and have breakfast. Now none of his disciples dared to ask him, who are you? Because they knew it was the Lord. How did they know? They experienced it was the Lord. Jesus came and took the bread and gave it to them and did the same with the fish. This was now the third time that Jesus appeared to the disciples after he was raised from the dead. The third time. Oh God, show yourself to us in faith. Jesus, show yourself to us in faith. You are the Lord and we love you. We need to see you work miracles, signs, and wonders because of your death and resurrection. Just the other day where we had glory night, I said someone was being healed of a hip. They didn't come up, but I knew it was true. I felt it in my own hip. Chapter 21, verse 15. When they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Jesus said, do you love me with the love that you'd give your life for me? Peter said to him, yes, Lord, I know, and I love you. Peter said, I love you as a friend, not that I would give my life to you. A second time, Jesus said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me in such a way that you'd give your life for me? He said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you as a friend. Jesus said to him, Tend my sheep. He said to him a third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me as a friend? Jesus goes and says, Do you love me as a friend? The third time, Do you love me as a friend? And he said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. That's the job of the priest. 
That's the job of the minister, to feed the sheep of the Lord. That's why we were ordained. We were not ordained just to be celibate. We were ordained to feed the sheep. And so many people don't know that. So many priests don't know that, that they have the power of the resurrection to feed the sheep of God. They have the power to heal the sheep of God. This is real. Do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. Truly, truly, I tell you, when you were younger, you used to fasten your own belt and go wherever you wanted. But when you grow old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will fasten a belt around you and take you where you do not wish to go. He was telling Peter how he was going to die in Rome, that he would give his whole life for Jesus. But remember, Peter had a threefold denial. Now we have the threefold faith. I believe and I love you. Let's continue. He said this to indicate the kind of death by which he would glorify God. After this, he said to him, follow me. That's what he says to you. Follow me. That's what he says to me. Follow me. Follow Jesus. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Don't veer to the left or the right. Turn your eyes on Jesus. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look straight in his wonderful face. And the cares of the world they will all disappear in the strength of his glory and grace. Peter turned and saw the disciple whom Jesus loved following them. He was the one who reclined next to Jesus at the supper and said, Lord, who is it that you're going to betray you? Then Peter saw him, he said to Jesus, Lord, what about him? Jesus said to him, if it is my will that he remain until I come, what is that to you? Follow me. Mind your own business, he's saying. That's what Jesus is saying. Don't worry about him. You're called to follow me. That's what you're called to. Same with you. Same with me. Mind your own business. You're called to follow Jesus. So the rumor spread in the community that this disciple would not die. Yet Jesus did not say to him that he would not die. But it is, if it is my will that he remains until I come, what is that to you? Mind your own business. This is disciple who testifies to these things and has written them. And we know that his testimony is true. But there are so many other things that are true. There are so many other things that Jesus did. If every one of them were written down, I suppose that the world itself could not contain the books that would be written. That's the last verse of John. There are many other things that Jesus did where they all recorded. All the books in the world would not be able to be 
that could be able to be filled and more than that. You see, Jesus works now through his Holy Spirit. Thank God for Pentecost. We remember the doors of the disciples were locked for fear of the Jews. On Pentecost, the doors are open and Peter goes out and proclaims, this Jesus whom you crucified, God has made both Lord and Messiah. We thank God for Pentecost, but you've got to remember, there's a cost in Pentecost. We're looking at the resurrection of Christ, 1 Corinthians 15. Now I would remind you, brothers and sisters, of the good news that I proclaim to you, which you in turn received, in which also you stand, to which you are being saved, if you hold firmly to the message that I proclaim to you, unless you have come unless you have come to believe in vain. For I hand it on to you, that's tradition, as the first importance, what I in turn received, that Christ died for our sins. Do you know that? In accordance with the scriptures, that he was buried, and that he was raised on the third day, in accordance with the scriptures, and that the he appeared to Simon, then to the twelve, then he appeared to more than five hundred brothers and sisters at one time, most of whom are still alive, though some have died. You see, it's not a fake resurrection. He appeared to more than 500 people, and most of them are still alive. You know, I told you about the chief rabbi in Rome on Yom Kippur. He saw Jesus in the sanctuary, and his daughter saw Jesus in the sanctuary. He appeared to them, and he became a Catholic. And he's taught the scriptures to the seminarians, the Old Testament. Then he appeared to James, and then to all the apostles. Last of all, to the one untimely born, he appeared also to me, for I am the least of the apostles, unfit to be called an apostle. That's Paul. That's Paul, because I persecuted the church of God. But by grace, the grace of God, I am what I am. What is he? He's an apostle. I am what I am, and his grace toward me has not been in vain. On the contrary, I've worked harder than any of them, though it was not I, but the grace of God that is within me. Whether then it was I or they, so we proclaim, and so you have come to believe. We proclaim and so you have come to believe. Proclamation of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus causes people to believe, to give their lives to Jesus. It's all about surrender. I surrender to you, Lord Jesus. I give you my life. I give you my heart. I give you my soul. I give you my body. I surrender to you, Lord Jesus. You are the only one worthy of the surrender, you and the Father and the Holy Spirit. The angel of the Lord declared unto Mary, and she conceived of the Holy Spirit. Hail Mary, 
full of grace. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Behold the handmaid of the Lord. Let it be done unto me according to your word. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. The Lord has been raised to life, and he has appeared to Simon Peter. The Lord has been raised to life, and he pours out his Spirit upon his church. Be blessed in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. God bless you. This has been In Season and Out of Season with Father Tom DiLorenzo. A tape of this week's series of messages is available to you with a donation when you write to this new address, Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. Please make a note of it. And remember that this ministry is supported only by the donations of listeners, so please help as the Lord leads you. That new address again is Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. And be sure to listen again next time for In Season and Out of Season. Oh.